Hello and welcome to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels. As always, so delighted to have you with me on the sports podcast. And today we'll be covering all the action in the NFL world. I got reoccurring guest Adam Musto to pop on to talk about the final four-game push for all these NFL teams. The Eagles pacing the league. The Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals battling in the AFC. Lions are on fire and streaking. Niners with Brock Purdy being dangerous as well. What's up with the Bucks? Who's going to be pushing for those final playoff spots? All that and more with Adam Musto. We mentioned Caleb Williams winning the Heisman, and as well as pay our respects to the late, great Mike Leach, who passed away tragically this week. It's Adam Musto on the Money Mitch Effect, and it starts right now. All right, now joining us here on the Money Mitch Effect, always a pleasure to talk to this guy, Adam Musto, calling in from Chicago. Uh, final four games in the NFL season uh, on tap. Adam, thanks for coming back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Setting week of football as usual and kind of getting down before I think the playoffs will be especially fun this year. Because, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. A lot of teams are definitely in the mix for a run of the Super Bowl. It's going to be a blast. Uh, before we get to that, some somber news I wanted to address. Uh, the passing of Mike Leach, the Texas Tech, uh, former Texas Tech coach, former Washington State coach, was with Mississippi State, passed away uh, unexpectedly on Monday after a heart attack. Uh, it, it appears uh, age 61. Sad loss for the world of sport. He was uh, a very one-of-a-kind personality, always uh, a joy to follow and, and react to. Also one of the great coaching minds in the sport. Uh, this is a tough one, Adam, because you know I think college football and sports in general, we just crave originality, and uh, it's hard to get at times. This was an original guy, a genius on the football field, but uh, a big loss uh, to uh, all sports fans. Yeah, I mean, the stories that have really been pouring in today are just, you know, very interesting. I'm sure there'll be a well-done, you know, documentary, just more reading and stuff to do some. Yeah, I think it's crazy. You know, he was obviously preparing for just another bowl game against Illinois coming up. And, you know, I think his contributions to the air raid offense. And, you know, when you think of, coaches in the event, like you always go back to like you know the 60s and Sid Gilman and Vince Lombardi and stuff you kind of sometimes it's easy to forget about what's going on uh today you know or kind of like you know the most recent generation so um I'm sure definitely in the coaching community someone that will be missed um you know great stories there I think definitely a personality in a profession where you know there can definitely be some coaches that are just kind of you know very business oriented or just very you know go you know, don't really stray too much. You can't really be yourself. You know, you have to keep everything pretty buttoned up. Um, so um, I, I think definitely someone who made an impact, a, a positive impact for football for sure. Yeah, we're in the air raid offense, uh, you know, out in that BYU area, and he, he kind of just took it wherever he went. And, you know, it's funny reading back at some of the stories. I saw Daniel Jeremiah's tweet about how when he was playing for App State as the quarterback, they ran into Kentucky when it was Tim Couch at quarterback, Mike Leach at OC got destroyed uh, you, you don't really realize how many places he stopped how many you know wives he touched Lincoln Riley Cliff Kingsbury these guys that kind of came up uh, under him and uh, just all the all the great results that he made on the field and off of it he was just a, a transcendent guy so I'm gonna miss him and uh, you know we'll see where it goes but he definitely shaped not just college football but the NFL too I think he's part of that movement Adam that's been so fun about opening up the offenses yeah, I think that, um, you know, they always say the NFL is a copycat sport. And, you know, I, I think whatever is in, you know, will make its way up 
through the ranks and stuff. You know, I remember in yeah, high school, it was always, oh, the option would never work in the NFL. And you, you kind of see that. So, And then we definitely see it, I think, year in, year out with the draft when, you know, a, a mobile quarterback gets traded and then changes the NFL. And then, you know, the, the next guy, the next year, you know, his draft stock goes up. So all that is definitely intertwined. And I think it makes the game a lot more interesting, you know, just going back and, you know, if you watch an NFL game or a, a college game from the 70s, today it's just, it's more exciting. The passing game, there's more options, there's more plays. So I think as a fan, it's definitely a positive as well. So rest in peace to Coach Mike Leach. Thoughts and prayers with his family and friends uh, and his players for sure. Uh, the only other college story that I wanted to get your opinion on is what are your thoughts on uh, USC adding another Heisman to their collection? Caleb Williams getting the honor. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, I hadn't seen him a ton. I, I watched uh, a lot a lot of his game against Notre Dame. And, yeah, it, you know, very exciting player. I don't know how it all translate in the NFL, but definitely fun to watch. Um, I'm sure still a little bit of unfinished business um, w- with him, I, I guess, you know, in the postseason and stuff. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, they have a tradition. I feel like maybe we kind of forgot about a little bit of USC after, you know, the, the Reggie Bush days uh well, you know, how long ago? Not that long. Obviously not. It's been a little bit since the Texas-USC game with Vince Young and stuff. But I think, yeah, another, you know, similar to that, just, you know, a player who brings a different skill set and you kind of have to match, you know, these players are just, there's so many, like, freak athletes. And, you know, it's just a, figure, a way to kind of maximize all their potential. Yeah, he got the honor, and I think it was earned. I know the conference championship game didn't go his way, but he really did elevate that team and, and plug a lot of holes. It wasn't a perfect U.S. team by any stretch. Uh, funny that the other finalists all are going to be going to the college football playoff. He mentioned that in his acceptance speech, but congrats to Caleb Williams, uh, a phenomenal award. We turn our attention now to the NFL game, and I have to guess start where I started last, last week, Adam. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty with the standings and where we go from here, but the Eagles are, are still pacing the, the league with the best record, 11-1 and uh, one now. And, you know, looking or 12-1 and one now. And looking at it, Jalen Hurts is the MVP favorite. So they have answered every question with flying colors. They are pacing the league. They're, they're getting better as the season goes on. This doesn't feel fluky in the slightest. Now, this is just the best team in football through 14, through 13, 14 weeks. Yeah, I feel like last time... You know, I still kind of was waiting for, feel like I needed a little bit more. Um, you know, maybe comparing them to a team like the Giants or the Dolphins who start off really well and, you know, have leveled off a little bit. Um, so, yeah, Jalen Hurts is playing great. You know, it looks like they definitely should have the inside track to home field advantage and that bye, which is obviously very, very mm-hmm. critical. And, you know, and it is an interesting matchup because they don't, you know, I think when you think of Super Bowl contenders, you still think of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't know how that'll, that'll stack up. You know, obviously a lot more has to happen for them to reach the Super Bowl. But, you know, they they definitely weathered the hype train and, and a very, you know, a competitive division. You know, it's, yeah. obviously the record is what the record is. There's obviously some flaws with, you know, the Giants and Washington. But, you know, all four teams are above 500, so that's, you know, best record when, you know, these teams are definitely, I mean, not necessarily that, you know, seven, five and one is down your throat right. um, or, you know, but it also, but it also still... goes with what happened with the Vikings too. Like they lose to the lions who have won, you know, five of six and they're just kind of turning it around, throwing their hat in the race. But you know, the Vikings were next up, they lost and the Cowboys barely survived the one win Texans. So I think we're combining it with the fact that, yeah, the Eagles continue to impress and continue to get the job done when we're looking for contenders in the NFC and, 
Maybe there's a team out west which we can get to, but Dallas and Minnesota were supposed to be next up win-wise, and they haven't been doing their part, especially not this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, those are great points. So it definitely seems like you know the Eagles have that inside track. You know, they're they're weathering the storm. You know, this is when teams are injured or just kind of more you know worn down. Um, so it's definitely about you know how can you finish in November and December, and you know they've put themselves in in great position for um, you know for for the playoff run. You know, looking at their schedule, you know the Bears and Saints pretty winnable games. Dallas could be tough. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that would necessarily you know clinch the division, but not necessarily one that they have. And, and then they play the Giants in the, the last week of the season, which at that point I don't know maybe they'll even be resting their starters. So that's the thing, right? Is that if Philly wins out, even losing to Dallas, say Dallas splits it, Philly would still get that division stuff, and that's why that Dallas win just holding on is so huge because. If they lost that game, Philly could basically coast and not even have to worry in the slightest. So still a lot to be decided, and I'm not going to be NFL alarmist, Adam. I know we've seen crazy upsets all around the league year after year. Surviving can be a good thing, but we're looking into the unknown territory. Philly's 12-1 and and hasn't really done you know much with this core group. There's still some remnants of the Super Bowl run, but a lot of turnover. You have the Vikings. We're going to doubt Kirk Cousins. It's a new coach. They're... I think, and you can correct me on this. Yeah, their point differential is like negative. They're ten and three. They're ten and three, and they have a negative one point differential. And then, of course, the Cowboys yeah. with Dak Prescott, who hasn't been playing great ball yet. And there's the question marks if they can get it done a big game. So there's flaws, and I will come back to that point differential because it's just staggering that a ten and three team isn't a net positive. Yeah, I mean it's funny too if you compare because even the Lions are six and seven, and they have they're plus two. <laughs> so, and you know Minnesota's minus one uh, with an extra three wins. Or an extra four wins. It's 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 nuts, man. I, I I do think though I think we should turn our attention to San Francisco because they obliterate the Bucks. The Bucks look to be a mess when they're not winning games late and probably they're just getting the doors blown off of them. Uh the the Niners look good. Brock Purdy's first start, he looked efficient, he looked competent. I don't know what the reasonable expectations are for him. I'll give you the four by adding this though, and with that they are going to have a chance in every game. Now, how much they're going to need Brock Purdy is going to determine probably how far they go. But this is the best defense in football. So even with a rookie unproven, Mr. Irrelevant draft quarterback, they're going to have a shot. Yeah, I think, you know, on all levels, it's a great story, obviously, being the last pick of the draft. Um, you know, you definitely have to give Kyle Shanahan and his coaching staff credit for what they've been able to do. You know, even going back, you know, starting the season, thinking Trey Lance was the guy. Um, and, you know, losing him, obviously, of all the situations, having Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup quarterback is not a, not a bad deal. So, and it's so funny, too, because I feel like, I don't know if we talked about this before, but all the new quarterbacks on new teams this year, I mean, really with the exception, I believe, Geno Smith have just been, well, you know, utter disasters, you know, minus, I guess, Baker Mayfield's comeback on Thursday night, but thinking more of, you know, what he did uh, with Carolina and, you know, Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. So to be able to find someone like this, uh, and I, you know, because I thought for sure that they were going to, you know, after Garoppolo went down, I thought for sure they were going to, you know, trade for Baker Mayfield or, you know, pick up Baker Mayfield through through waivers. You know, I guess I'm a little worried about sometimes I just try not to jump too crazy. Um, You know, I feel like when you get these young quarterbacks, sometimes, you know, they don't have a lot on tape. Once maybe they have a little bit more on tape, I feel like defense is able to, to figure out some things. So it's just about keeping it fresh. But yeah, I mean, to your point too, I think that they have so many weapons to uh, Kittle, and it sounds like Debo Samuel will be okay. Um, the extent of his injury isn't, you know, as devastating as it definitely looked, and obviously McCaffrey. So they could, yeah, they could, you know, be that team that wins. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they scored over thirty points 
you know, they scored 30 points through the last four games. But they could also, you know, win yeah. 17-13. A couple, couple things I want to add to that. One being, I think that... I think that D'Amico Ryan's quote speaks for itself. If defensive player of the year isn't Nick Bosa, I don't know who it is. He's just been a monster this year with Fred Warner, with other you know folks in, this, in the secondary, especially Armstead's playing well. Their defense and the way they play, I feel like they can go and win a big road playoff. That's Philly, Dallas, Minnesota, you name it. The other side to it is the tougher part. Brock Purdy, I, I completely agree with you on the sense that you know it's, it's fun and fresh when they don't have tape on you, but then they discover like a pitcher in baseball what tendencies to look for. That's always going to be tough. And all I'll add to that, Adam, is that Kyle Shanahan's probably the perfect guy to have in your corner designing a game plan that's going to be easy for you and having easier, I should say, than than other NFL game plans. And having Christian McCaffrey as that source out of the backfield is going to be huge as a pass catcher more than anything. He's been great. Uh, But the Debo injury, it looks like it's going to be, you know, four or five weeks or so, roughly. We'll see what happens. But that's four or five weeks without one of the best skilled players in the league. So if they can survive, I don't think they'll be pushed in this NFC West very much. It's about getting healthy for the playoffs and taking that show on the road in some of these big games. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they have they have Seattle this week. So, um, you know, that would be if they could definitely get that win. It's on the road. That could, you know, put a big stake in their chance. I still like Seattle. I feel like Geno Smith's a great story to root for um, in his comeback tour. But, I guess, you know, kind of harking back to, you know, the old rivalry days a few years ago and, you know, in the early part of the decade uh, when that was definitely the, you know, the, the best rivalry probably. Well, you know, I guess you have the Steelers-Ravens and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of after the Colts Patriots, yeah. It's Adam Musto here on uh, the Money Mitch Effect. I wanted to get that in because I have a lot to say on this, and it's the back end of the NFC playoff picture. I, I think it's a complete mess. It's actually exciting, but if we're just going to assume, let's say Penn, it's going to be... Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, and uh, obviously San Francisco, and then somebody winning the NFC South, which take your guesses at this point. Carolina making a move, maybe Tampa, I don't know. But we still need to get two wild card teams. And I'll, I'll just ask you, who do you think it's going to be? The Giants, the bloom is off the rose there. The Commanders are surging, but you know they're in a battle every week. The Lions are on fire. Don't count out the Packers, um, Seahawks, of course. How do you see the bottom end, the back end of this playoff picture in the NFC shaking up? Well, you know, you have the interesting stories. The teams maybe you kind of want to refer. I mean, I think the Lions, if they could keep their hot streak, that would definitely be an interesting story. And you have, you know, I thought it would have been kind of funny if you get four teams from the same division, if you get all from the NFC East. I don't know if that's happened since realignment. I guess, well, it definitely couldn't have happened before since I think they expanded the playoffs to seven, seven teams. So that would be interesting. You know, and I, I guess part of it is you kind of want to see teams in the playoffs that at least you, you feel like they deserve to be in the playoffs. I guess that's kind of the interesting thing about the NFC South. You know, obviously I feel like Tom Brady is definitely a lightning rod, you know, lover, lover, hate. But I feel like them and Green Bay are still kind of those teams where you probably still wouldn't necessarily want to play them in the playoffs. But then again, it kind of goes back maybe even to like last year when the Steelers got in and there was like, well, they have been – Ben Roethlisberger, they have the playoff experience, but they obviously weren't, you know, the old Steelers. So there's that as well. You know, I think Brian Dable's a good story. I think Geno Smith is a great story. I feel like definitely a few players there, you know, coaches there that you kind of want to root for. And it, it would just kind of be interesting to just kind of shake it up a little bit for the playoffs. Well, I would say that I think the Giants are the safest bet to fade given not just what's happened recently, but the health of their team. 
whether it's Washington making a move, they have a big game coming up. I think that might be a more likely bet. Geno Smith has been a great story, but I think they're starting to fade. I'm all in on the Lions yeah. being a playoff team. I think why not the way they played. Oddly enough, it's that Lions-Packers game that I'm kind of circling because the loser's essentially done. The winner is still got some hope, and in Green Bay's case, a sliver less of hope. But why not the Lions? Jared Goff's playing the best football of his career. They get they got Jamison Williams back, uh, scored a touchdown on his first catch in the NFL uh, from the ACL surgery. And the defense isn't great, but it's not as bad as it was earlier. So I say, why not Dan Campbell and the Lions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I'll be one of the first to admit when when they tra- when the Stafford and Goff trade went down, I thought maybe Goff was the better quarterback of those two just because he was young and had been in the Super Bowl. You know, I don't know how much of that is obviously the Sean McVay system, but you know, he definitely has the potential. I don't think then we kind of forgot, you know, after the, the terrible season he had, you know, then he became a bust again. But yeah, there's you know they have weapons on on offense. They're a, you know young exciting team. They've definitely you know went toe to toe with some pretty good teams. And their schedule you know stacks up pretty well. Bears, Panthers, you know the Jets are very iffy. Yeah, to your yeah, that Packers Lions game. I guess I wasn't really expecting it to be. Obviously, when they put the division games in week week well seventeen now week eighteen, um, you know you always think it's for the division title, but. It's kind of interesting, that, you know, if it plays out as kind of a, a another wild card playing. So keep your eyes on the NFC playoff picture. The AFC is no slouch either, uh, and there's a lot of teams, maybe more quality teams in the NFC towards the bottom of the race. But Adam, if we throw yeah. out the records and the seeds as they are right now, and I ask you this simple question: Who do you have the most confidence in at this moment in the AFC? Um, as far as a wild card. Oh no, the best team. Oh, who do oh. who would you say? Well. You know, I, I think the Chiefs will obviously still be in there. You know, you, you, I feel like them and obviously Buffalo are the baseline. I do really feel like Cincinnati is making their ascension. I really, I, I like Joe Burrow a lot. I think he's a great leader. I wasn't really expecting them to fall off. I, I know obviously there's a little, there's always that Super Bowl hangover, and it does seem to hit teams. You know, even even you know going back to the Falcons, you you still felt, well, Matt Ryan, you know, he's he's not too old. You know, they have a good core in place. But it did really feel like, for me, like the Bengals, I think, will still be there for the next 10 years as long as, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, whatever, as long as Burrow's still there. And as far as, you know, in the bottom, you know, the Chargers are just, they're just always, this year's just another Chargers year where they have talent, they've got a good quarterback, they've got, you know, interesting, they're a fun team, but it's just, they just lose in the weirdest ways or even, you know, just like everything just seems to struggle. And, you know, I could definitely see their last game of the season, you know, just like as it seems like it always is, is basically a playing game. Uh, they play the Broncos, so on paper that should be a wonderful game. But you know, <laughs> Russell Wilson still, you know, he's still Russell Wilson at a point, and and we've seen crazier things happen. You know, when you think something's definitely a lock. You know, the Patriots definitely have their issues. You know, I feel like they'll they have obviously a good baseline with mm-hmm. with Belichick. At, you know, but but they're obviously. Well, they're kind of, I guess, in a way, we thought they were. They're, you know, they're not going to be a terrible team, but you know, they could still sneak in as well. Well, there's um, a lot to process there. I, I think, you know, the Chargers, which we'll get to a little in a little bit here, definitely don't belong in the team, and you should have the most confidence in, in any discussion. But they, they they've shown they've shown some stuff, which I want to get to in a second. I think the Chiefs is a smart choice, given that the Bengals have had some holes at the line. We know we're still waiting to see kind of how they how they progress through the rest of the season, what that offensive line and that defense look like. And I know the Bills were the rage, but they have been beat up a little bit. Josh Allen and Diggs haven't exactly looked great recently. 
So the Chiefs are the safe mm-hmm. bet. That that Broncos game was weird. They're up twenty-seven to nothing. The Chiefs are kind of that team that you know plays with their food a little bit and lets teams off yeah. off the hook. Yeah. Um, Russell Definitely. Wilson gets hurt, which was scary. I hope he's okay. I mean that you know changed a lot. Could have you know I know they're not a great team, but they had the momentum in that game. So I think the Chiefs are the safe bet because you can always count on Mahomes. He's always going to make the right plays. Uh, it's just a phenomenal guy to watch out there. Uh, I, I think the Bills, and, and I'm curious by them, because they have that close game against the Lions, and now we're kind of seeing the Lions are playing just about everybody tough. The Jets, you know, they didn't, it was a snowy game. They didn't look great. The Jets' defense, I do think, Adam, is really good. You know, they beat the tar out of Mike White that, that game, and I'm surprised he even finished it. But I'm willing to give the Bills, I guess, more grace period. I don't want to say a pass, but I want to see how they finish this year because they're 10-3, and three, the numbers offensively might not look as great but you know last year I think they were what seven and six and they went on a heater at the end of the year so I think the Bills are a team that are going to finish strong but it's exciting man I mean that's three solid teams that I think you can confidently put in with the Baltimore injury with Lamar I don't think you put them in that class but between Kansas City Cincy and Buffalo those are those are three quality teams at the top of the AFC yeah and I I think that's really the main difference that I've seen with the conferences is the NFC, I feel like you kind of really have Philadelphia. You know, I think you can make a pick that you know there's so m- there's a lot of teams in the, the NFC that I mean the AFC. Another thing is obviously just the home games will make a big difference. Hard to play in Buffalo in the snow. Then you have Miami. I feel like you know the weather's beautiful, so if they have to go on the road, and that, it'll be interesting this week when they go to Buffalo. Um, obviously, Kansas City is a tough place to play. So, and you know the Chargers if they have to. If they had to go, you know, somewhere cold for the on the road, that might be a little tough thing as well. Yeah, the 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 seating is fascinating too. I think Baltimore's one; they're just trying to hang on. Now Huntley gets hurt too. Lamar's probably going to miss a few weeks. You know, the Bengals just they, they got the head to head coming, but if the Ravens slip up one more time, that could be the end of their division aspirations. I know the Titans and that someone's got to win the AFC South. The Titans are trying to hold on. I thought the Chargers Dolphins game was a pretty important one for the AFC pecking order in the sense that the Chargers and Dolphins kind of both, you felt like they had to have it and have it, and they kind of came out with that desperation. Tua was completely off in that game. Tyreek Hill hampered by the ankle injury, but you saw why Herbert is such a special quarterback in that game. I would I would add to you know all your points about the Chargers finding a way to lose games are correct. I just think this year it's been about being snake-bitten by the injury bug. I think if they can get mm-hmm. healthy down the stretch, they're, a, they're, a, they're on the verge of being that five seed, which they can get to, five or six seed, that can be a live dog in the playoffs. Because while it's not good to put expectations on them, there's something about me that thinks they get in, they could be game. Even if it's just one game, they could be a live, you know, tough out. Yeah, I think, really, I think in any game they play, you know, I'm not sure they're going to be the favorite, but I think that they could win any game. The thing is they could also lose any game it's, and it's just weird i think as a franchise it just seems like they've always kind of been snake bitten obviously no super bowls you know i don't know if it's just the the california weather or or what it's just bizarre you know they're they've always been a fun team you know they've got beautiful uniforms uh beautiful weather yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe more so san diego but but it's just you know they're a fun team to, to watch and i feel like it's there a lot of people probably root for them because they're in a way it's almost like the harmless you know they haven't developed that yeah. thing where you kind of hate them you know where you kind of did with you know, maybe the Cowboys or, or Tom Brady or something, um, but they've just they've just had some very very 
games that are just very much, I guess, you know, what we've seen from them, you know, for a while. Yeah, and the AFC East is that division where it could be anywhere from two to four. I mean, I don't think one, but two to four um, playoff teams. Bills look comfortably in, but you got eight and five Dolphins, seven and six Jets, seven and six Patriots. Patriots in as of right now. They they win that that kind of wacky Cardinals games. Kyler Murray, the injury there in just a moment on him, brutal injury with the yeah. ACL, and that could be. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to be too pessimistic, but or doomsday, but that could be the end of that whole era in Arizona. Like it's very possible now. Yeah. And even, you know, I saw a comment that even just because the injury occurred so much later in the season, um, you know, it, it'll take them like, I, you know, I, I somehow, I don't know if he'll be ready for week one ne- next year. And, and just the fact that his style, you know, with, with the cutting and the agility, you know, he could definitely come back, but yeah, I think that definitely had to take all the air out of the building. I mean, they, you know, they're, I don't know if they're in the playoff picture. I mean, maybe if they won out anyway. But, yeah, I think obviously in the offseason with the contract, they stamped him as, you know, this is our franchise guy by far. You know, everything is going to be ride or die with him. And, yeah, obviously to go out that early, what, three plays in was was, was cool. Pats are fascinating, though, man, because I feel like Belichick knows he has a good defense and knows he has a completely combustible offense. So it's like balancing mm-hmm. those two things on each hand. I do think the defense is great. Judon's a stud. They they have great ability to take the ball away. They can, you know, score touchdowns. We've seen it. I have no confidence whatsoever in the Joe Judge, uh, Matt Patricia-led offense. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I think going back to what we were talking about earlier with the 49ers is especially, you know, Bill Belichick just knows obviously, you know, how to game plan against every single team. You know, I think even, you know, obviously his whole career, and I feel like the – you know, the thing that obviously stamped that was the, the Bills-Giants Super Bowl 25, where it's like, okay, you know, we have to, how do we stop Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas? And, you know, it was defensive perfection, and that's how he's going to have to win, obviously, when you don't have, you know, Randy Moss and, and Tom Brady. So, yeah, it, it's bizarre, I guess, on offense, just some of the things you see. I, I don't know what it is, you know, I have no and I have no idea what's going on, you know, in the coach's room and, and stuff and who they have confidence. I know, obviously, in the beginning of the season, it was, you know, who's going to call plays, who's going to do this, but... There are still, you know, with Belichick, there's just so many little things that they do well that going back to kind of like how you beat the Chiefs, it's like, you know, not obviously compare them to the Chiefs, but there's just certain teams where you just have less room for error, you know, if you're going to be successful against them. Let's wrap this up. Adam Musto here on the Money Mitch Effect looking at the NFL odds for Week 15 and uh, some big games on the slate too because there's uh, an opportunity for some of these teams to kind of make their move and just see – where we're going to go. Um, and we also got Saturday football. You know, I can let you speak to this too. This is that time of the year, the college, the college season comes to an end, which is always a somber day for some of us, but we got some games on Saturday. Queen. Yeah. Browns Ravens. Yeah. It, it's, there's a lot of football. There's a lot of football. I definitely remember it was a special thing. I, you know, I was a guy, when I was in middle school, I grew up without cable and at that point, it was if sports were on, it was it was a big deal, and it was always fun to get an extra CBS or a Fox game on a Saturday. You know, now it's a triple header. I think uh, you know Christmas weekend is a full slate. I think all of the games are on Christmas Eve, and I feel like, and I'm sure you know, there's I don't know if there's Friday, and I, I think next year I, I think they want to have games on Black Black uh, Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So <laughs> there's no there's definitely no shortage of that, and I think it's definitely a fun time. Yeah, an interesting week. I feel like you have you know, some big division games. And then you also have, you know, like you have the Eagles playing the Bears and the Colts playing the Vikings. So, you know, some really good teams playing some, you know, some of the, the lower-ranked teams, I guess. But 
yeah, I think, you know, I don't know if they've had a Saturday triple header. I know they've definitely done a double header in the past, but yeah, it'll, it'll be another full slate of action. Um, and then I guess if you're, you know, obviously if you're a soccer fan, you have the world cup too. So, um, so that as well. Well, starting on Thursday and I don't want to miss any of the big games, but you know, Niners and Seahawks, Niners, if Brock Purdy can go two and zero. this would all but slam the division door shut, clinch it for them going forward. Seahawks are in that kind of win, win and uh, survive to get to the wild card. You start with that one and the three Saturday games, of course, Colts Vikings, which the Vikings are, are only four points favorites as they look to bounce back. Browns playing the Ravens might be Anthony Brown, who I was shocked is in the NFL uh, starting for the Ravens and uh, Dolphins Bills. So if the Bills win that one, go to 11 and three, that'd be three straight losses for the Dolphins who were neck and neck with them not too long ago. Yeah, the, yeah, Dolphins started the year really hot. Maybe kind of went the way that some people thought. Well, I won't use some people. I'll say me. <laughs> thought maybe the would go, but yeah, which proves obviously it's just it's it's tough to win in the NFL. Obviously, um, you know, coaches say that, and you know, both both the AFC and the NFC East divisions have teams with winning records up and down. So, so that that makes it so much more difficult for the Dolphins to try to clinch a potential wild card. But yeah, we had you know we had a great slate of Thursday games on on Thanksgiving, um, and I think definitely the Saturday night game will probably be the best one of the. Well, I, you know I don't know. I mean I could also see the Dolphins just I mean the, the Bills just blowing them out, but um, I guess on you know going into the game probably the, the most exciting one. So you got the Bears Eagles on Sunday, and we haven't talked about the Bears. They were on a bye week. It hasn't been a great season, other than the fact that Fields has shown a lot of progress since the last time we talked. Where are you with this team? Fields in particular is maybe being the guy at quarterback. Yeah, I think I've definitely become more excited. That it's just, you know, comparing them to like a team like we were talking about earlier again with the 49ers, there's just so much more around him. Where, and that's always just kind of been, you know, the thing with obviously, well, the thing with the Bears never really having a great quarterback, but also just not, you know, having like a dominant wide receiver. To, to help out I mean some you know they've just got this like glut of receivers that are you know like three wide you know would be like a team's like number three receiver so you know there's a part of me that you know if it was it was a shoulder injury I'm always a little worried about that you've seen what happened with Andrew Luck and Cam Newton um, and I, I know there's a few other guys that you know I can't think of at the moment but then at the same time I guess you kind of want to play him out for the rest of the season just to you know obviously get him more reps and, and more experience it'll be a tough task against the Eagles but everything I've heard, you know, he loves to play. He loves the game. Uh, his teammates love him. So I feel like that's what, what he wants to do. And, and, you know, I think that was even an issue when he wanted to come back a little early from the sh- shoulder injury a couple of weeks ago. So you have to be smart. And, you know, then the reality, too, is they're in the position for a top three draft pick. I feel like the teams that they're kind of competing have had some weird losses where they were ahead and lost. So, um, you know, that's kind of a reality, too, where, you know, is it worth it? And obviously we won't know. Still ten years, but you know, is it worth it to pass a potential Hall of Famer down the line? You know, to pick up a extra win, you know, and go four and thirteen instead of three and or what? I don't even know what it is with the seventeen games against one. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like there's some optimism. Obviously, it's going to be a long, slow build, and it's hard to anoint someone in year one. But when you see, you have to see some flashes. Like we can, it's funny, we can cancel them in year one, but we can't just know for sure that they're going to be good. But uh, I'm curious yeah. again to see how that goes and how your team looks. Uh, underrated yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say real quick to tie on that. Yeah, I think and even kind of going back to you know what we we're talking about with Mike Leach earlier is just you know there's 
the development of so many quarterbacks. And, and yeah, I guess ultimately at the end of the day, the question is, is this a quarterback that you can win a Super Bowl with? Um, I think there's definitely still a lot more to be desired in the passing game. And a lot of that is probably the, the teammates around you. But I, you know, I guess the more I see, you definitely can't deny that there's definitely some, you know, amazing athletic talents there. It's just, you know, will one knee injury, aka, you know, like Kyler Murray, be the end of that, um, or is that something that you could sustain as like a long, you know, a 15-year NFL veteran? Hey, I'm shocked that it's December, uh, mid-December, and I'm actually pumped to watch the Jets Lions game. But here we are. Yeah, that is. Uh... Yeah, I don't know if it's been as relevant. You know, I think you have to go back to maybe the Wayne Corbett, Barry Sanders days. That there was a game in like 2000 that might have been a little fun. But yeah, I think you know, as we talked about earlier, I think that the Lions are you know have all the potential to make a playoff run. And you know, similar to the 49ers, Mike White is a, is a good story. You know, not perfect. Obviously, some issues. Similar, you know, I guess similar to the other AFC East teams outside of Buffalo, where you know, surprising, have talent, but it's just if they can, you know, finish the season and really kind of play consistently. Some other good games to talk about before we wrap this up um, and, and just looking at it, Bengals and Bucks. I don't know what's left of the Bucks. This could be their last stand. Bengals are buzzing and rolling. That's one to consider. Also, same with the Chargers and Titans. This is a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, stand the line game for the Titans because they've been getting pushed around recently. Will this change now? I don't know, but... There's uh, some some movement going on in the playoff picture. These two games will have a lot to say about that. Yeah, and I think, you know, even obviously the Bucks are not having the season that they want, but it's still Tom Brady. And I think even just the storyline of, you know, old versus new, Burrow versus Brady, that might have even been a Super Bowl we could have seen last year. Um, so there's definitely, you know, that's an interesting storyline. And, yeah, you know, the Titans are just kind of, I feel like, give Mike Rabel credit. You know, I think he's had to deal with a lot of, you know, he's weathered a lot of storms, but it's just, you know, can they, they take another one and, you know, the Chargers of that team, they're always going to be a tough team to play. Um, you know, it, it just depends on how they finish the game. All right. And finishing up with the primetime games, Giants, Commanders, we mentioned that one. That's going to be a, a big win for whoever wins that one, unless they tie, which we've seen before too, uh, because that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, because it is in primetime. You know, I feel like we always would joke, maybe not so Washington. It was I always felt like it was giants Cow. Well, basically it was Cowboys versus insert NFC East team, but I feel like that was always the primetime game. You know, it felt like every Sunday night was, was the NFC East. But I think, you know, these teams get to show, you know, themselves in primetime. Maybe we haven't seen them a ton. Um, and maybe, you know, kind of show the nation why, you know, kind of make their, their case for why we should be a playoff team. And then the Rams and the Packers on Monday night, December 19th. Is this the start of the Baker Mayfield era? Is this Aaron Rodgers' last stand? There's some intrigue in this one, but I'll tell you what there's not expected to be. That's a lot of offense because that over-under is at 39.5. So I think we might be, <laughs> I think we might see the comeback to earth for Baker Mayfield this week. Yeah, it, you know, I, I think that obviously it was crazy. It, it, was, it was a good story. Um, the comeback, you know, I don't know how you feel about it since he mm-hmm. was with yeah. the Browns. But, yeah, I think how much of that is at the Raiders' expense, and I feel like the Packers are definitely one of those teams that can kind of be bringing you back to reality. Obviously, maybe you know not as much of the season as you know we've seen in years past. You know, and I think they still have a chance. You know, they could still make a run. Uh, they just have to get this one. Um, so, yeah, it'll be – I think – also, like what we were talking about Brock Purdy earlier, I think for Baker Mayfield, he just wanted, he probably wants to show that consistency. They want to, you know, regression back to the mean, as they say. But yeah, I don't think that, 
I, I think I don't think playing the Packers and the Rangers are the same thing. Well, Adam Musso, this is always a pleasure. Appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk some football. We're we're almost into the heart of it. We got the playoffs coming up, but it's always a blast talking ball with you. Best of luck with everything. I know you got your finger on the pulse, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the Money Mitch Effect and talking NFL. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always a fun time of the year. I feel like I say that every time, but you know, definitely this time, leading up to the playoffs, and I, you know, I'm really looking forward to the playoffs. I think just because there's a lot of intriguing teams see how it all plays out and you know there's definitely a lot of potential i feel like it's, it's generally more wide open i feel like than in other years yeah it's unfortunate we'll be on the sidelines though but no i mean that's do? true yep <laughs> that's what can you do uh thanks to adam musso for coming on the money mitch effect this uh, podcast is available on all your platforms soundcloud itunes and google play just search money mitch effect it pops right up and check out the money mitch effect facebook page for exclusive content there i'm on twitter at money mitch m21 and we'll be back next week week before christmas talking nfl talking other sports storylines and headlines brad and musto i'm mitch michaels this was the money mitch effect thank you for listening and keep enjoying sports